Welcome to Spirit Talk Radio. My name is Angel and I am your host. I would like to extend to you this invitation to join me today on a journey of exploration, discovery, and clarity with one of the many guests from the community who is committed to helping us all on our journey of spiritual transformation. Enjoy the show and be prepared to ask questions if you have them. Looking forward to seeing you today, tomorrow, and thereafter. Enjoy. Hello, welcome everybody to Spirit Talk Radio. Angel here. I'm always excited to do this because you know I love it, but the best thing about what I do is my guests. And I have a really exciting guest here tonight that I just can't wait to crack him open and start talking. My guest today is Dick Larson. Hey, Dick, how you doing today? I'm well, Angel. Thank you. And we are in California, so we're swimming around. <laughs> yes. In our in our show. So I just thought maybe you'd introduce yourself and tell the audience a little bit about you before we get started in our conversation. Sure. Thank you. <clears throat> well, my name is Dick Larson, and I am a retired um, drug and alcohol therapist, addiction therapist. I ran a treatment center for several years um, here in Southern California. Um, I, I heard a man named, a friend of mine recommended that I go to this guy that came to LA once a year to give a lecture and then do a meditation. His name is Benjamin Krem, C-R-E-M-E. It looks like cream, but it's Krem. He's from London. And uh, so I went. And a lot of what he said went right over my head. Uh, but, but what I was able to wrap my brain around really intrigued me. So I started reading his books well. He founded a nonprofit international um, educational organization called SHARE, S-H-A-R-E, International. And I became, it's run by volunteers, and I became a volunteer, one of thousands worldwide, a uh, volunteer for SHARE International. And I finally settled on my niche in this um, volunteer work, which is to give public lectures and interviews on radio and television. And so that's what I've been doing to try and get the word out that Benjamin Krem spent his 40 years of traveling the world without pay um, talking about. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Okay. That's really kind of cool. So it's like you had this kind of, um, I like to go with the air quotes, like the normie job. And then you got into this really cool thing after you stepped away from that. And it's yes. taken up a passion for you. Yeah, I actually did that as was a volunteer for a while while I was working before I was retired. Yeah, because it's, you know, the nice thing about being a volunteer is you get to pick your hours <laughs> and your days. I mean, it's really true. And if you want a break, you can just take a break. You know, I mean, it's it's being a volunteer is a wonderful, wonderful act of service. Oh, gosh, that's well said. And I know and I'm not bragging. I'm just saying it's a oh. nice, nice thing to be a volunteer. And it's giving back, even because some people are like, how do I give back? If you don't know, you can volunteer. That's giving back. And if you don't know what area to volunteer in, just look at what you're interested in oh. and pick one. You know, there's no special path for any person like I've got to do this job or I've got to marry this person or I've got to find this volunteer organization. No, just do what you're where your heart takes you and it will work out. That is really cool. And, and there's so many resources now. Yes, you, could, you literally could get on. I call him Doctor Google. You can literally get on Doctor Google yeah, really? and search, and it and it'll and it'll come out 
um, it'll point you in the right direction. And it's it's satisfying for you then is this, this work that you're doing. Tremendously. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So Benjamin Krim spoke yes. about um meditation and what other what, what specific processes around that? What was the purpose of the meditation in his well, the, the meditation was secondary to his primary mission, which was to tell the world that we are receiving a great teacher. And now the, the problem with this is I can't prove it because it's prophecy and you can't, you can't prove prophecy, right? Not till but, it happens. <laughs> but, right. But if it hits home for you, if it just sinks in and makes sense, I'm talking about common sense here. It just makes sense to you. Then you start to get to the point where you know it must be true. And that's where I got to um, working with Benjamin Cram and listening to him and meditating with him and so on. Uh, he wasn't, he didn't put himself out as a guru. He didn't put himself out as a spiritual person at all. He made absolutely no claims about his spirituality. He just said, I'm here to tell this story. And that's exactly what I'm doing. Now, there's something really important that your viewers and listeners should know about this um, presentation that I'm going to do here with you, Angie. And that is that I ask your audience to do a couple things. Okay. Number one, please don't believe a word I say, because that would be blind belief. And I can't recommend that to anybody. Oh, just, take, just take whatever makes sense to you. And if a little bit, 10 or 20% makes sense to you, I'll be very happy with that. Um, and if it helps you in some way in your life, that'd be great too. The second thing I ask of the audience, and this is challenging, is to try to keep an open mind because we've all been brought up with our belief systems and our view of the world. And it's very challenging to, to bring up something people haven't heard about before which is what I'm going to do. And so I asked the audience to just crack the window open a little bit and let it in. You don't have to argue with it. You don't have to agree or disagree with it. Just let it in and let it sit in your lap like a brick and see if any of it makes sense to you. So those are the two things. Don't believe me. I'm not here to convince anyone that what I say is true. And secondly, try to keep an open mind. Well, that's really interesting because so the first thing is don't believe me. Second thing is just listen. Yes. So it's almost like you invite the skeptic. Just listen. You don't have to worry about nothing. We're just going to spend some time together. And Oh, and I've gotten lots of skeptics, too. <laughs> <laughs> I've given public lectures where people got up and walked out. You know, I mean, I've been through it all. Same thing happened to Benjamin Cram. You know, he was called the Antichrist and all kinds of things. I've been called the Antichrist. I mean, it, it, it just kind of comes with the territory of bringing new information to people that they've never heard of before especially when it's prophecy and you can't prove it. <laughs> well, you know, I, I have this this thing I like to say, because uh, I grew up a Christian spiritualist. So it's like, I've heard a lot of stuff. I, I've, I've come up with a, with a very open mind. And I almost feel like when you talk to people and they speak of prophecy, there's a little bit of hope because most of the time, there's this wonder and there's this knowledge and there's this, stuff about what there is to do so i'm gonna ask you as you go into your presentation yeah is there learning for us that we can be you know improve ourselves or be ready for is that is well, that i think so. i think so yes there's great learning ahead from the masters now people have probably heard about mm -hmm. the ascended masters 
They're also called the masters of the wisdom. They're called the spiritual hierarchy, the kingdom of souls, um, and so on. And these great beings, these masters of wisdom, they're called masters, not because they're masters over us, but because they're masters over themselves. Okay. And they have gone through human evolution ahead of us, just like us. They've had thousands of lifetimes. And when they've learned all the lessons that planet Earth has to teach, they don't need to come back in a body anymore because they've learned all the lessons. Now they become a permanent member of the spiritual kingdom. And that's who these masters are. And we know them as people like Jesus, Buddha, Krishna, Confucius, and so on. Um, great, great, great people. Uh, Joan of Arc is one of the great masters now. Yes. Um, uh, Mary, the mother of Jesus, is one of the masters now, and so on. Uh, Saint Germain, and so on. And these are these are the senior members of our spiritual kingdom. And once you become a master, there are seven paths you can take to continue your evolution, because that's what life is all about: learning and growing. Yes. Evolution. And one of those paths is the path of earth service. And there are 63 masters who have hung around planet earth to serve us, to serve humanity as guides behind the scenes. They live in the mountain and desert regions of the world where they're not out in the sky somewhere, they're on the planet. Some of them are in bodies and some aren't, they're just pure consciousness. Um, and they're in the mountain desert regions of the world where they don't have to worry about pollution, noise pollution, air pollution, water pollution, any of that to distract them. They work 24 hours a day, even if they're in a body, they don't need to sleep or eat. Um, and they are the guardians of life on planet Earth. And they're the inspiration behind things like the women's movement, the Me Too movement, um, and, and so on. They're the inspiration behind these great ideas of our philosophers, our great artists and musicians, um, and behind the great moments ahead in humanity, like uh, Martin Luther King Jr. You know, he was guided by a master. He never talked about it. I'm not even sure he was aware of it. I was going to say that people, people sometimes aren't aware. Oh, yeah. Happening yeah. But if you watch, I'll tell you something. The masters will put their thoughts in our head if we're open to it, and if we're evolved enough, for them to do that, they can temporarily put some of the thoughts into our head that they want us to be aware of. And if you watch Martin Luther King, any any members of the audience, if you watch Martin Luther King's speech, um, uh, I've seen the mountaintop, you know, um, when you watch that speech, right when he gets to the point where he says, I had a dream, and then he starts talking about the dream, he quits looking at his notes. He is inspired by a master to give yes. that speech. And that's why that speech is so historic and it will never die. Yes. It's because it was it has the master's energy behind it. This tremendous, powerful, mm. spiritual, conscious energy behind it. I mean, it's it's a reason that speech will go down in world history as one of the most famous speeches of all. Uh, is because a master, my information is from Benjamin Cram, that a master um, was helping him and inspiring him in those moments. Now, there's something people should know. A lot of people say, what is the source of your information, Dick? Well, I'll tell you what it is. It's something called the ageless wisdom teachings. The ageless wisdom angel is an, is an ancient, ancient philosophy. It's not, a, it's not a religion. It's not a belief system. 
It's an ancient philosophy about living life. It's as old as humanity, and it's been revealed to humanity over the eons um, as time goes on. Now, one of the biggest ways, and, and to finish the source of my information, Benjamin Krem is the latest revealer of the ageless wisdom. Okay. The person before him was a woman named Alice A. Bailey, who wrote about 20 books in the 1930s and 40s. Some of them are very challenging to read. If you plan on reading Alice Bailey, I suggest that you start with one of her compendiums, which is called uh, Serving Humanity. Another one is, oh my gosh, can't think of it. I'll think of it. But Benjamin Krem is easier to read. He's got about 17 books out. I'm not here to sell books, but they're on Amazon. <laughs> and you can just put in Benjamin Krem, C-R-E-M-E, and they'll pop up. And then you can read about them. See if any of them, if you're interested, see if any of them ring a bell for you and, and check it out. Well, he's the source of my information. I spent over, I spent about 30 years working with Benjamin Krem when he would come to Los Angeles and then he then he, he would, first he would give a lecture in New York, then he would come to LA, then he would go to San Francisco, and then he would hold a long weekend meditation teaching group in the, um, in the National Park above San Francisco. And I would go to that every year for about 30 years. So I've talked with Benjamin Krem one-on-one on the side very casually. I've attended hundreds of his lectures and meditated with him hundreds of times. And um, I learned something every single time. So he's the latest revealer of the Aegis Wisdom teachings. The Aegis Wisdom teachings teaches things like the laws of nature, um, okay. cause and effect. It's the same thing as karma. In the East, they call it karma. In the West, we call it cause and effect. For every effect, cause, there's an effect. The, the scientists call it the law of action and reaction. Yes. Every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. It's the law that governs our life from moment to moment, every single day and every year. If you don't want people to cut you off in traffic, don't cut anybody off. And you'll find out what happens, that you won't get cut off. <laughs> if, you're, if you're waiting to get into a line of traffic and somebody finally lets you in, next time it's your turn, let them in. And you will right. never have a problem. What's the um, golden the golden rule that Jesus told us about? Do unto others as you would like others to do unto you. Perfect. That handles cause and effect. Totally. Yes. Now, we're not perfect and we can't demonstrate perfection yes. in our lives like some of those great <laughs> teachers did, Jesus and Buddha and so on, because we're not there yet. But we're doing the best we can. So those are two of the, another one is the law of rebirth, also called reincarnation. The fact that the soul is eternal and it keeps picking up a body. When, when we die, our soul is looking for a new body to come, come back in. And at about three months or so, it inhabits the, the embryo and then we're born again. born again. And by the time we're done, we have been every race. We've been both or all sexes. Um, we've been in many countries. Um, and we've been grandchildren and grandparents and married and single and, and every experience you can possibly have before we're done. That's why prejudice doesn't make any sense, you know, because there, there I go a year ago, last lifetime, you know, I was African-American or Asian-American or, right. or whatever. It doesn't make any sense um, because we all have been all the races by the time we're done. And oh so goodness. here's the thing that reincarnation says. It says, 
by the time you realize that you're a living soul, you're on the final stretch of, of life. You may have eight to 12 lifetimes left. That's about it. So the, the farther along the road we get, the tougher it gets because now we're capable of handling bigger problems. We're never oh, given man. a problem that's too big for us. It doesn't mean we'll handle it, but it means we could. Yeah, so we're never man. given a problem bigger than we can handle, but the problems as we go along get bigger and bigger. I am bigger. so glad so you said them. that. I am so glad you said that because that's something that comes up a lot when people are going through, you know, spiritual transformation and like, oh my God, I meditate, I go, and all of a sudden it gets harder. And yes. that's a real conversation. It's like yes. it's like you're you're in school here learning all the things we're out to learn. That's right. And now you got to do the tough climbing. It's like it's yes. <laughs> And it's also lonelier, Angel. Oh, man. Because there are fewer and fewer people who understand you, who think like you. Oh, wow. And so what happens is you, ha you have fewer and fewer close, close friends. You may have many acquaintances, but you have few really close friends. That's no accident. I mean, that's just bound to happen as we evolve and as we understand things that a lot of people still don't understand. You're, right. People aren't going to understand you, <laughs> and so oh, that's that's the way it goes. The, wait the a minute, is power. Wait a minute. So, in my imagination, as this show goes out, there's a ton of people that are like, "Oh man, I know what he's talking about," because they're feeling that. Yep. Um, is so now you got the wake up call. What kinds of things can I do? How do I? How do I? Um, proactively um, assist myself with having access to more people like me so that I can help with my, my, my transformation, but also help with my sanity. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you and have suggestions for that? Sure. Pay attention. <laughs> Be aware of the people <laughs> around you. And if you are naturally gravitating to somebody, introduce yourself, get to know them, call, call them back or, or text them or, or whatever. Um, after you part ways, find a way to stay in touch. It, it's just about paying attention and it's not going to happen very often. You know, it's like, it's like finding the person you want for a life partner. Yeah. You know, you just have to pay attention. And when you're drawn to somebody, there's a reason for that because you know what the biggest quality of love is? Love is magnetic. Oh love gosh. Magnetic. And it draws people together and it holds people together, including families. That's the biggest quality of love, according to the Ageless Wisdom, is magnetism. And so if you're drawn to somebody, don't fight it. You know, just, just go with it and see what happens. That may not be the, a person you end up having for a partner, but they may end up being a good friend for several years. You know, and so yeah, you just have to pay attention to what's going on around you. Don't zone out. Don't get numb. Don't get discouraged. Don't get depressed. Pay attention. Just stay alert. I mean, that's how you learn in life anyway, is by staying, staying alert, right? Yeah. And, and I, I always tell this funny story about, you know, I'm, a, I'm an excerpt. When I was a little kid, we had In Search Of with, with, with Leonard Nimoy. Oh, yeah. That was the only way you got to see fun, crazy stuff. Now it's just like an open conversation where people got have access to all this information, yeah. but we don't explore it. Yeah. yeah. It's Only there. If we don't explore it, you know, we used to have to go to the library, we have to do research, we had yeah. to go to the mountain and meet the guy. 
now it's all there. <laughs> right? Yeah, it is. It all is. And, and if it piques your interest, explore. If it doesn't, leave it alone. Maybe you'll yes. be interested in that in your next lifetime. In you the know? Next lifetime I mean, don't time. fight it. Don't fight it. Just go with where you're drawn. People say, well, I must have, I must have one purpose in life, one, one job, one career that I'm my supposed favorite. to do. That's my favorite no, statement. <laughs> not really. Just do what you love. Yeah. Oh gosh. I, I I love it. You're 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 on my you're in my top list because I, you know, everything you're saying is so phenomenal. And I have so many questions, but okay. I I want to go back to, um, you know, you have this wonderful message of, of what the masters um, have for us, but yes. then we look at the world the way it is now and yes. we have chaos and, and tragedy. We have all this stuff. Um, is that part of the lesson for the world or is what, what is that about? Or do you have some insights for us on that? Well, the ageless wisdom says that this is a time of crises. And that crises always leads to breakthroughs. Oh, okay. And so what we need to do is hang in there. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll do it astrologically. Okay. The astrology that I'm going to talk about is not the astrology that's published in newspapers and magazines for entertainment. I'm going to talk about the astrology of the movement of heavenly bodies, astronomy, in our cosmos. Now... Our planet is surrounded by 12 huge constellations, 12 of them. They're not quite spaced evenly, but close. And we call those 12 constellations the zodiac. And here's what happens. We don't sit still. Our planet and our sun and our solar system don't sit still. We, we rotate. And as we do, we come into alignment one at a time with each of these great const constellations. Now, these are huge, vast, powerful heavenly bodies, these constellations. They have tremendous energy. Well, each constellation has different energies from the others. And so when we come into alignment with one of these great constellations, we start receiving the energy from that constellation. And those energies help create evolution on, on the planet. Okay. So I'll give you an example. When we, when we come into alignment with one of these constellations, by the way, we say we are in the age of whatever that constellation is. For the last 2,000 years, we have been in alignment with and in the age of Pisces. And so the two primary energies of Pisces were individuality and dedication to an ideal. Individuality. In the last 2,000 years, man has come out of the herd. We're thinking for ourselves. We're standing on our own two feet down. Um, and dedication to an ideal, it was dedication to the ideal of freedom that saved the world in World War I and World War II. So dedication to an ideal and individuality have served their purpose. Humanity has taken those and, and absorbed them and used them in life to create evolution. Okay, well, we're moving out of the influence of Pisces now and into the influence of the next constellation, and it's backwards from normal astrology. Now we're moving into the alignment with the constellation Aquarius. So we're saying that we're in the age of Aquarius. Well, Aquarian energies are very, very different than Piscean. 
Aquarian energies are energies of cooperation and synthesis. So what is going to happen in Aquarius, in the age of Aquarius, is those powerful individuals who were built under Pisces are now going to learn to work together as a group and make group accomplishments. Aquarian energy supports group action, not individual action. And what so would the, be conflict, these right? Dictators and leaders, they're, 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 they're on their way out. They just don't know it yet. Don't know it. But wouldn't that create the energy of like conflict, just trying to stop everybody from that individual energy and trying, wouldn't that in and of itself feel kind well, of chaotic? It might if we were forced to, but we're not. Got it. We okay. have free will. We'll always have free will. This is another ageless wisdom teaching. It's sacred because it's how we learn and grow. We learn and grow by making choices in life. We can make a wise choice or we can make a poor choice. The goal isn't to always choose right. The goal is to always learn from our choice. We can learn from a wise choice. We can learn from a poor choice. The goal is to learn and not make that mistake if it was a poor choice again. So, so free will is sacred because it's how we evolve. It's how we learn and grow by making choices in our life. So free will is sacred. Even the masters, when they come forward and they're going to be walking on this planet, over 40 of them with us very soon. Def, if you're reasonably healthy, this is going to happen in your lifetime. Now, again, I'm not asking anybody to believe that. I'm just saying, put this in your pipe and smoke it and see if I see what happens. <laughs> any, any logic to it, you know? So, so um, we're moving out of Pisces. In 1625, we started moving out of alignment with Pisces. Any astronomer will tell you this. And in 1675, we started moving into alignment with Aquarius. Right now, we're halfway. We're halfway out of Pisces and halfway into Aquarius. So when that happens, what you talked about, Angel, is what happens. There's a clash of energies. Yeah. And what we have is chaos on the planet. Anytime this happens between the, between the ages, there's chaos because of that. Now, we're not forced to make any choices. But at some point, our soul which tells us to work cooperatively with others, to work synergistically with others, our soul is going to finally grip our mental and emotional body and say, you know what, you wanna, you wanna practice working with people and not just working on your own and trying to be a strong leader person. You wanna just work with others. That's how it's gonna happen. We're gonna choose to do it. But in the meantime, look at the planet full of chaos, full of illness, full of disease, full of yeah. war. This is what happens when we're going from one age to another age, total chaos. But remember that out of that fire comes a finely tuned instrument. And, and what we're going through, just remember that, that the, the storm before the calm, you know? And so what we're going through right now is dues that need to be paid to come out the other end with this great karma that helps us create this beautiful civilization, which I'll talk about in a minute. But that's what's going to happen. Now, Maitreya, one of the, he and the Buddha are the two most evolved of the masters because they were the first two to graduate from humanity. They're, they're spiritual brothers. They're very close. Here's the cool thing about the masters. They have no egos. So Buddha doesn't care if you believe in Jesus. Jesus doesn't care if you believe in right. Buddha. They don't care. 
right? <laughs> I mean, That's us who care, right? <laughs> yes. Just go where your heart takes you, where your heart and your mind take you. I, I'm, I'm all for that. I love yeah, that. Yeah, and don't believe in any of them if you don't want to. They don't care. What they want us to do is try to learn and grow and be kind and cooperative. The golden rule. So Maitreya. It's, it's, it's a Maitreya. Golden rule is in every major religion, one way or another. It's Maitreya. Is that how you pronounce it? My M-A-I. My. Spelled, pronounced Maitreya. T-R-E-Y-A. Maitreya. Actually, on the, on the second syllable. Yeah, Maitreya, the world teacher. So he is the first one to come now. Jesus came 2,000 years ago. Here's what happens. Every time we enter a new age, we get a great teacher to bring the next teaching to help humanity evolve. The teaching 2,000 years ago, we actually got two great teachers within 500 years of each other. And that was the Buddha and Jesus. Yes, yes. The Buddha taught the wisdom of God. Jesus taught the love of God. Maitreya, the world teacher for the age of Aquarius, comes to teach God's will. Apparent now, you know, there's an old saying, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Well, humanity apparently then is ready to seriously start doing God's will because Maitreya comes to teach us God's will and the purpose behind that will. I mean, this is huge. This is gigantic. We have wondered since day one what the heck we're doing here. Why are we on this planet? Why am I alive? We're going to find out. We're about to find out. We are. Now, Maitreya is in a physical body now. Oh, really? He ate his own body. He can't be killed. He doesn't need to sleep or eat. He might eat a salad if he, to be polite, but he doesn't need to eat or sleep. He's in a, about a six foot two male body. Talk about the male in a minute. Male body. He made his body in the Himalayas. And, and it took several years. It's never been done before by any master to make his own body. And he made his own body. And then he came down out of the mountains into Pakistan to test drive it. He wanted to make sure that the body could withstand the noise pollution and the air pollution and all the clatter and crud that goes on that humanity puts up with every moment of every day. Um, and, and it did. He also wanted to make sure because he embodies the love of God just like Jesus did. He embodies the love of God at a, at a little higher level because he's more involved than Jesus, but they're both the best buddies. They're great friends. Like I said, they have no egos. They work together all the time, my Trey and Jesus. Buddha is in a different position. Um, we can talk about that later if you want to. He's He has a different job. He doesn't oversee humanity like Jesus and Maitreya and the others do. But anyway, he's got to embody the love of God so he can send it out to humanity, which he does every moment of every day. Wow. So we can absorb more and more of it. And he's still got to be able to shake your hand and not zap you to death. <laughs> so, yeah. So he had to test his body and it worked, worked out great. And then he flew from Pakistan in 1977, July 19th, 1977. He flew by, by jet airplane to London. That's his base of operations. He lives in the outskirts of London, in the Asian community of London. Um, now here's, well, let me finish that. That was on July 19th, 1977. Seven, as you probably know, Angela, is a spiritual number. It is. Yeah, that's because the Age of Wisdom says it is because there are seven primary energies that make up everything on our planet. Everything. 
seven primary energies. Now, there can be di uh, different combinations of these. You know, water isn't the same makeup as a tree, you know, and, or a human being. So it's in combination of these seven primary energies. But if you think about it, it answers the question, why are there seven colors in a rainbow? Why are there seven days in a week? Why are there seven notes on a musical scale? Because seven energies create this world. While seven is a spiritual number, he flew to London 777, July 1977. Very spiritual. The masters know all about numerology. And he flew on the 19th, the first and the last of the decimal system, the alpha and the omega. Wow. No accident. His then, base of operations is in London, but here's the thing. Masters travel by thought. So they can appear anywhere they want to instantly, in any way they want to. They can appear as a child or a grandparent, African-American, Caucasian, Asian-American, uh, as, a, as a homeless person, as a wealthy person. They can appear any way they want to, and they have been. And I'll tell your listeners how they'll know that they've seen a master in a minute. But he can appear in 47 places at once and seem just as real in every place, shake your hand, you know, whatever. Um, that's how the masters travel. They travel by thought. That's how they communicate. They communicate by telepathy. The spiritual world wow. communicates by telepathy. And humanity ultimately is going to learn to communicate by telepathy, too. Wow. But it will never be able to in, in, infringe our free will. In other words, if you don't want someone to know what you're thinking, they can't know. They can't know. Yeah, yeah. You talk so, about the seven, and I have a question for you about sure, that. Sure, sure. 2023 is seven. Two plus two plus three. Yes. So that speak to the, the quality of this year as we go through this process for 2023? Whoa, did you hit on a magic key? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, we don't know when Maitreya is going to come forward openly to humanity. We know how he's going to do that, and I'll tell your, your viewers in a minute, but we don't know when. And so I think it's going to happen in 2023, but there's nothing official about that at all. That's just my best idea. So we don't and have I'll to believe you, you. Like you said, we don't have to believe you. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I think it will happen definitely within the next five years, for sure. Probably the next one, two or three years that he will come forward. And here's how he's going to wow. come forward. Okay. He's going to come forward on worldwide television and radio hooked up by the satellites. We don't know it, but that's what the satellites are up there for. They're not up there for World Cup soccer. They're up there for this event. That's how he, all eyes will see and all ears will hear. He is going to use the worldwide media to present who he is. He's, he says, I call it my day of declaration. I will declare that I'm here and who I am. And so all eyes will see, all ears will, even workers in the field will hear his voice telepathically in their heads. Now, I'll tell your listeners three ways to know that it is him when this actually happens. Number one, and if you can, watch TV. Number one, you'll see his face on TV, but his lips won't move. You'll hear his words in your head in whatever your native language is. You will hear his words. He'll be talking. It'll be a weird experience because you'll be going, he's not talking, but I'm hearing him. Are you hearing him? Are you hearing that guy? That's the first way. His lips won't move, but you'll hear his words in your head in whatever your native language is. 
The second way you'll know it's him is that while he's speaking, he is going to send out the love of God to all of humanity, he says, in bucket loads. He said, it will be so powerful, it will be as if I physically embrace you. There'll be a lot of people crying. I'm probably, I'm sure I'll be one of them. <laughs> That's the second way. You'll feel the love of God in your heart like you have never felt it before. And the third way you'll know it's him is that when he's done speaking, nobody knows when or for how long, 20 minutes, 40 minutes, nobody knows. Um, when he's done speaking, there will be press reports around the world that while he was speaking, hundreds of thousands of people were, were healed instantly. Oh, wow. And in those three ways, you'll know that this is the world teacher. Again, he's not going to ask anybody to believe him. He says, try to live what I teach if you can, and if you choose. We all have free will. Benjamin Crumb said about a third of the people are going to say, you know what, this guy is saying the right stuff. He's going to travel the world. He's going to visit every country in the world. People are going to be able to shake his hand, ask him questions, all that. So he'll speak in big stadiums and small rooms and, and everywhere. Wow. And, and the thing is, don't believe him. What he wants is for us to try to practice some of what he's teaching. And what he's going to be teaching, I'll give you a few hints. He's going to be talking about justice. Mm. He's going to be talking about the brotherhood and sisterhood of humanity. He's going to be talking about cooperation. And the biggest thing he's going to talk about, Angel, he's going to talk about sharing. Doesn't mean you have to give up your life savings to anybody. Nobody will be forced to do anything. He's talking, he will be talking about on a national level. Here's the way he sees it happening. This is through Benjamin Krem, who was in touch with one of these masters telepathically whenever he wanted to be. I forgot to say that because people ask me, where did Benjamin Krem get his information? Well, I'll tell you, he gets it from one of the masters whose name he was asked not to reveal because then people would try to contact that master yeah. and it would distract him from his work. So, but he was in contact 24-7 with this master. Whenever he wanted to, he could ask a question and then tell us the answer. So as those of us who are at his lectures, we ask lots of questions. You guys have all the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you can imagine. So that's where he gets his information. And, and apparently Maitreya sees this working out as there will be a new um, agency in the United Nations developed. And it will be the agency of sharing. Oh, man. And what that agency will do is it will take an inventory of all of the countries in the world, what they produce and how much and what they lack and how much. And then they will institute a plan of worldwide sharing where nations will share their excess production with countries that need that. And in return, they'll get what they need and don't produce. Right now, it's, it's wasted. For example... As we speak, about every eight seconds, somebody dies of starvation in a world with a 12% surplus of food, 12% per capita surplus of food, but it's not getting distributed. No, it's not. In the Western world, we, make, we have all this grain and it sits in these great reservoirs, in these great um, the silos, towers, silos yeah. and until we get the right price for it. 
And, and if the we mice, don't get the right price, the mice eat them and they have to throw it away. If, if they don't get the right price, it rots. It never gets distributed. So that excess will now start going to people that need the grain and so on. So each country will agree to this as part of their participation in the United Nations. The United Nations will not be a one world government. Every nation has its own personality, has its own race structure, which creates its personality of those seven rays. Each nation has its own personality. Each nation is critical to contributing to the whole. So nations will not cease. There will be no world government, one world government, but every nation will participate in the UN and that will be the speaking platform for nations to talk about their disagreements, to talk about their needs, to talk about their pet peeves, and then reach agreement on solving those problems. And the um, Security Council, the, the seven countries that can veto anything from the United Nations, that's going to disappear. Should have disappeared a long time ago. It should have, yes. Because, yeah, that's because a whole the other United conversation. Nations should be a, a, a group of people working together, not no veto power over the rest of the world. No. That's crazy. So the masters, um, that all sounds so, so wonderful. You know, uh, as a sci-fi fan, it, it makes me think of Star Trek. <laughs> like the Federation, like we ended hunger, we ended need. Uh, but when you talk about spirituality and transformation, there's a lot of talk about the dark forces and the yes. shadow forces. So mm -hmm. is there... Um, a, a an energy of, of consciousness or people or what have you that yes. are working against this happening yes. that we should be aware of. Yes. Um, pretend you're looking at a whiteboard and I'm drawing on it and I draw a circle. And at the top of the circle, I put spiritual universe. And at the bottom, I put physical universe. The spiritual universe is up here. Earth and all of us people are down here. There is an energy, a God created or whatever you want to, if you don't like God, use whatever you want, a naturally created energy that takes what is spiritual and makes it physical. And then there's a force that takes what's physical and makes it spiritual. That's the circle of life. If you saw the Lion King, yes, what's uh... <laughs> spiritual becomes physical and then returns to spirit. Now, the energy that turns physical back to spiritual, we call evolution. The energy that turns the spiritual into the physical, we call involution. These are scientific terms that are promoted by the ageless wisdom. Now, the only way to administer these energies is to have great beings who can administer that energy. So there are great archangels that work on evolution, and there are great similar angels that work on involution. So right at the bottom, we have physical life. And here we have the, the involutionary forces creating physical life and trying to hold on to it. Then we have the evolutionary forces that are trying to turn it spiritual which is the destiny. Here's what happens. The involutionary forces, those great dark angels of the evolutionary force sometimes slop over into the evolutionary part and try to hold evolution back. 
that we call evil. Yes. So yes, there are great forces. And as long as they stick to their job, everything's fine. But when they slop over into the evolutionary side of the wheel and try to hold back progress, hold back evolution, that's evil. Those are the dark forces. Mm. That's when these great forces become dark. Mm. And they are huge. And the masters fight a battle with them. They're fighting a battle with them right now so that Maitreya can come forward because they know, the dark forces know that when Maitreya comes forward, it's over for them. They know their, their time is coming to a close. And so they're fighting a tooth and nail. Benjamin Crumb said there were times he couldn't even talk to his master or ask him a question because he was so busy with the other masters fighting the forces of evil, the dark forces. Well, my goodness, you can see it too. You can yes. see it on the, on the news, on the TV, the politicians, you can see. You can see it struggle. acting in people. Yes. People let the dark, the people that let the dark forces in like Hitler, yeah. They they can really create a lot of damage because they've got all that energy behind them. And you can tell the people that let the dark forces in, um, kind of. You, if, like I said, if you're paying attention, <laughs> you pay attention, you can notice which ones have submitted to letting the dark, dark energy in. Now, the other thing Benjamin Krem said is we don't want to spend too much time talking about dark forces because when we talk about them, we give them energy. We give them energy. I, I like that. So with that, I would like to just stop that conversation. Oh, and move on. I'm with you on that. We but that's the basics of it. It's it, when they slop over and try to stop evolution, then they're the dark forces and then they're evil. Yeah. So how can we as little human beings um, help contribute to this transformative process that we're that we're going to? You know, you talked about the giving. Yes. Is that is that the primary? No. Okay. The primary way to do it is to listen to the masters. Oh, I wanted to say this earlier. Benjamin Krem said that when Maitreya comes forward, he'll be the first one, but there'll be about 40. Jesus will be back, by the way, for Christians. He promised he would. <laughs> yes, he did. And not only that, but but he said when. And I'll get, I'll tell you how he did that. In the Christian Bible, for those who are familiar, I used to teach Bible study. I was I was brought up in the Christian church, and then I learned about the other world religions and about the ageless wisdom and so on. If you're familiar with the Christian Bible, you know that at one point, Jesus told his disciples to go into town and look for a man carrying a pot of water, which would be very, and they did, and which would be very easy because in those days, only women carried water. The only men that carried water in those days were those that were working for a hotel. Oh, okay. So he said, go find a man carrying a pot of water, inquire within, and rent the upper room, which they did. Well, the age-old symbol for Aquarius is a man carrying a pot of water. Jesus was foretelling symbolically when he would return. And it's not going to be the end of the world, angel. Not for a second. It's going to be the beginning of a new world. I've always felt that. We are on the cusp right now. It's painful. It's frustrating. But I'll tell you what. We're here because we can do it. We can handle this stress, this tension. Doesn't mean everyone will. But we're capable of it. If we set our minds to it and try to pay attention to our soul and the spiritual side of our lives, and to treating others well, we can handle this. We can get through the rough times 
And it will be up to us to start building the new world. That's why we're here. Just like my parents were here to defeat Hitler. Yes. Now, people ask about the Antichrist. I will talk about the Antichrist for a minute. The Antichrist is an energy, not a person. It's an energy that's periodically released to break down the old system, to mm. break down the old ways. It's released through people. If you read the John's book of Revelation, St. John's book of Revelation, you will see that where, where he talks about um, the Roman emperor that that was Caligula. No. It wasn't Caligula. I know, he I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I'll think of it in a minute. But anyway, if you look at a footnote, I have study Bibles, and they always have these big footnotes in them. Every study Bible I have, says so Nero, says... 777, 666 are the total numbers, numerology, are the total numbers that make up the name Caesar Nero. Every letter stood for a number back then. And so Nero was the beast 666. Yes. Because his name totaled 666. Nero single-handedly destroyed the Roman Empire. He was the Antichrist for that time. You know, there's an old saying, Nero fiddled while Rome burned. While Rome burned, yes. <laughs> he did. He almost single-handedly destroyed that great, great, great empire. Well, 2,000 years later, we had an Antichrist experience. And if people think about it, they'll know exactly who it was. It was Hitler. It was. Hitler was the Antichrist for our time. Hitler, the Antichrist energy was released through Hitler, Mussolini, and a couple Japanese generals. That triangle of power. And was defeated by the Axis power, I mean, by the Allied powers. So the Antichrist energy was there to pave the way for the world teacher to come forward. And my parents and that generation were here to defeat the Antichrist and save the world. And they did. And they did a dang did. good job. Because too. they were up to it. I mean, women went to work in factories. Yes, they men, did. Men, knowing full well they're probably going to die, couldn't wait to go serve in the army. One and, of my, and fight Hitler and one and of my Mussolini. favorite personalities from that era. You talked about Martin Luther King's speech, yes. and it made me think. When you said it, I thought of this, and it came up again. Winston Churchill, when he gave the speech, "We will, we will fight on land." It was like he, he. I love that speech, and I wonder. A rally call. Yes, it was so good, and everybody's like, "Yeah," and it was the the strength of watching the British people just get pummeled yes. and still stand up yes that was part of that whole thing oh god i'm getting goosebumps absolutely oh sure you will um because it's true <clears throat> that's how you know you're speaking the truth <laughs> <laughs> um yeah absolutely benjamin Krem said that winston churchill was one of the most evolved people on the planet at that time he again the right guy in the right place at the right time well now we're here now it's our turn, right? Our job is to turn this planet around. Now, here's the thing. All of our institutions of humanity, healthcare, food, um, medical, educational, every, every institution of our world right now was built with Piscean energy. Piscean energy is being withdrawn. 
Yeah. They can they no longer can serve the purpose they were the governments no longer serve the purpose they were created for. Yeah. Because they don't have any energy behind them anymore. All those institutions can do, no matter how much money we throw at them, is collapse. They don't make any sense, right? They don't no. make any sense to that's them. what they're doing now. They're collapsing. They're not serving the people, even religion. Not serving the people anymore. Not, not like they're supposed to. No. And so what needs to happen is we need to rebuild those institutions with the Aquarian energy of cooperation. And once we rebuild those institutions with the idea of cooperation and caring for each other, the brotherhood of humanity, they will serve humanity again for well for the next 2000 years, but they need to be rebuilt. And that's why nothing works. That's why the healthcare system has so many problems. Education has so many problems. The government has so many problems. It's no accident. There's no energy behind them anymore. They need to be recreated and the masters will help us do that. There's going to be a master in every aspect of life guiding us. They'll never tell us what to do. They'll never force us to do anything. They're teachers. Yes. They're teachers. What they're going to do, they're going to make suggestions and we can either follow them. You know, have you thought about maybe trying the da, 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 da? <laughs> and okay. then that's, what, that's what there's going to, there's going to be a master in the arts. There's going to be a master in education a master in healthcare, a master in, in politics and government, a master in every aspect of our life, guiding us and leading the way. So what can people do when all this happens? Pay attention. attention. Listen to them. If any of it makes sense, help out in whatever way makes sense for you to help out and to whatever extent you can. Maitreya said, no one is too small, too young, or too old to help. Everybody can help. He said, I come for everybody. If you're in a religion and it's working for you, great, stick with it. If you're not, I come for you too. He comes for everybody, regardless of age, regardless of sex, regardless of sexual preference, regardless of, of, of nationality, everything. He comes for everyone. He comes as a teacher and the other masters come as teachers. We'll see Maitreya and Jesus standing side by side on television. And they'll it. be talking, you know, they're best of friends. They'll, they'll tell us, you know, and Jesus is here right now in a physical body on the outskirts of Rome. The Pope and two of his cardinals know he's here, but they've been asked not to say anything because if the Pope said Jesus is here, most Roman Catholics and Christians in the world would believe him. That's yes. not how we're supposed to know that's they're not, here. Not we're supposed to is. know them by experiencing them. And he's not and just they, here and, for the Catholics, too. He's here for everybody. He's here for everybody. Yes. There, Benjamin Krem said that his master told him there'll be no more popes. This is the last pope. Jesus will take his rightful place on St. Peter's throne at the head of the Christian church worldwide. Jesus' job will be to get the Christian church back on track. Because through all the man-made rules and dogma, the church has lost its way. Churches are supposed to teach and heal. The church has done a terrible job of teaching and almost no healing at all. Healing at all. So Jesus is going to get the Christian church back on track. And I'm sure there will be a master for the other major religions, too, because all the major religions have lost their way. They've all been overly influenced by human laws and rules and, and, and lost their purpose. So that's why people are dropping out of church so much now. Yes, they are. Yeah, it's not serving us yeah. anymore. So that will be rebuilt thanks to the master's help. It, it's a great time to be alive, you guys, because 
Um, we, we get to help turn the world around if we want to. By now, I'll go back to what I said before. When Maitreya comes forward, Benjamin Krem said that it looks like there'll be about a third of the people that want to follow his suggestions. Another third are going to take a wait and see attitude. Yeah, I'm not so sure. Let me see if this guy's really a good guy. You know, the proof is in the pudding. The actions will tell the story. Yeah. The tree is known by its fruit, whatever, however you want to say whatever, it. Whatever, whatever one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the other third will go, no, no, Antichrist, Antichrist, look out, look out, look out. And then over time, but that third that will follow his suggestions is more than the critical mass needed to start turning our planet around. So good. And then over time, as people see that there isn't an ounce of evil in this guy, that he has no ego, that he has no agenda except to be helpful, they're going to, people will come around slowly but surely. And there will be massive changes. Benjamin Krem said that within the first two years of Maitreya coming forward, nobody will be starving anymore. All the food will be wow. distributed. Starvation will end. Yeah. Oh, wow. That'll that, happen real that, fast. That, Other that things will take time, you know. So I have a question for you that came sure. up as I might write in my notes as you talk. I want to talk about healing in the medical institutions because to me, that's our that's a big breakdown for our planet, yes. right? You know, I just yeah. went through um, a medical thing. I, I got uh, Guillain-Barre syndrome from the from the vaccine. And so I've been, I'm recovering from that and I'm talking to people and it's like the, the healthcare system, they, they're not, they're, they're trying to, they don't have all the information and they're not servicing us in, in a way. And then all the pharmaceutical companies, it's all about the money. Oh, man. And, and, and then people, if you go on YouTube, there's so much information and some of it's kind of, yeah. kind of out there. Is that a big piece of what's uh, I use the term broken? Maybe that's not the right word to use. No, that's fine. With that, there that 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 master is going to come in and help us yeah. with that. Yeah. Um, here's what's happening on the health field, um, and the first thing I want to say is that Maitreya is charging waters deep, deep wells, natural wells around the planet, he is blessing them, charging them so that the water changes just a little bit and becomes healing water. Mm. You've probably heard of the Lourdes, the water of Lourdes water in France. Yes. Okay, yes. this water is many times more powerful than in Lourdes. And, and what he's doing is he's creating medicine that will give humanity good health. Here's what it is. They're, they're slowly being discovered. There's been a well discovered, a healing well discovered in Tlacote, T-L-A-C-O-T-E, Mexico, okay. um, a couple hundred miles from Mexico City. Uh, there's a rancher there. I, I know this story um, very well because a friend of mine went down there. There's a rancher there named Chahin, uh, a Spanish rancher, of course, Mexican rancher. And he was out with his dog, his dog was sick. And he saw this water coming out of the ground and his dog drank some of it and his dog got well. So then he took a water and gave it to a couple of other sick animals, they got well. So then he took some of the water, he got permission from one of the hospitals in the city to give patients water and most of them got well. And he realized he had the real deal here and he started, he, he had a lot of money and he started to drill wells in the ground to pump this water up. Well, the Mexican government found out about it 
and decided to help him. So they chipped in a bunch of money and he had huge storage tanks for this water and was pumping it out. He, he ended up having about five or six people with different faucets. People would come in with containers and they'd fill the, the container with water and hand it back to him free of charge. Wow. And yeah. And before you could get the water, you had to go into the office and talk to one of the nurses. They had nurses there. And they wanted to know who the water was for, contact information for that person, person and what their issue was, or what their health issue was. So they could keep track of all this. And then they followed up. And they found out that most of these people were getting healed from everything from AIDS to arthritis to heart disease. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So he ended up getting an award from the United Nations for giving this water free to people. There were lines miles long I of bet. people standing there, there holding their big five-gallon tank ready to get water for forever. And then he finally died. His daughter took over the, the ranch and she ended up closing it. But here's the beautiful thing. Before that well was closed, that water was sent to Ainsworth's Pharmacy in London. Ainsworth is probably the best known and highest, most reputable homeopathic pharmacy in the world. And they have turned that Tocote water into pills, which people can order. And, and it's very, very reasonably priced. So if you want to order some healing Tocote water, my suggestion is that you go to Ainsworth's A-I-N-S-W-O-R-T-H dot com. Click on the remedies and go down to the T and click on the T and you'll see Tocote water. Click on that. And then you'll see that you can get it in like three different kinds of pills. Um, and it doesn't make any difference which one you get. Some dissolve more quickly under the tongue than others if people know anything about homeopathy. Homeopathy is natural healing. Um, it's an organic substance that's been shaken so many times that there's no, there's no, um, um, it's just a pure energy pill. And there's no more, um, you, can't, you can't identify it as what it started out to be, like calcium or whatever it was. I'm, I'm having trouble with the, with the word now, but that's all right. And it's an energy pill. And they make it, they put that in a sugar pill. And so when you put it under your tongue, you're getting that healing energy. That's all homeopathic medicine is, is energy. Different kinds of energy for, to, to treat different kinds of symptoms. Well, the Tocote water, what it does is it raises our body's immune system tremendously to heal and to prevent future illness. Now you can get it in the 6C strength or the 30C, C the letter C, six or 30. 30 is for chronic illnesses like heart disease, um, AIDS, you know, chronic illnesses. The 6C is for immediate illnesses like the flu or you know, contusion or uh, a broken arm or whatever like that. <clears throat> and so you can get you can get both and you can get them in all different sizes. You can spend 20 bucks or you can spend $7. I mean, you can spend $50, whatever you want. It's, it's in pounds, 
So have a website handy that converts pounds to dollars so you know how much you're spending. <laughs> I've you, can order these, you can order these from Ainsworth Pharmacy. I take two Tlacote tablets. You take them two at a time. Some say three at a time. That's okay, too. And you put them under your tongue, and you keep them there until they dissolve. Now, the thing about homeopathic remedies is there are certain things that can block the energy. Don't drink coffee or tea or use mint 15 minutes before you, you take the tablet. I was going to say, I can't drink coffee. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, just for 15 minutes till you take it, and then 15 minutes afterward. So I've yeah, already, so, while you were talking, I already went to the website. <laughs> well, you found it. <laughs> yes. Okay, I good. The website. Good. So I'll be, I'll, I'll include that when I send information out for people who are curious, because that's a powerful testimonial. Oh, it is. Now there's been one discovered in Nodno, Germany. Ooh. It was under a restaurant. It was a, there was a natural spring under the restaurant and they tested the water and it's healing water. Now, scientists have tested it and they said, the only difference from regular water is it weighs a little bit less. Isn't that interesting? That is really interesting. Yeah, it's lighter. That is really interesting. Yeah. Now they've discovered another one in India. The one in India is coming out of a big spring into a big concrete basin and you can actually bathe in the water there um, or drink it, whatever you want. And then I think there's been one discovered in Russia, yes. One's been discovered in Russia, I'm not sure of the city. And one of the things that heals is alcoholism. Pretty cool. I know, that is pretty cool. Well, Benjamin Krem said that before the age is done, and every age is about 2,000, 2,250 years, something like that. Before the age is done, there will be 777 wells of healing water. There's that seven. There's this, that yep, seven. <laughs> this water, well, you notice how many masters there are? 63. Wow. Seven times nine is 63. Seven times nine is 63. Yeah, yeah. And there's 14 masters in the world right now in physical bodies. There's Jesus is on the outskirts of Rome. Maitreya is on the outskirts of London. There's a master in the San Bernardino Mountains here in California. There's a master in New York. There's a master in Darjeeling. There's a master in Geneva. There's a master in Amsterdam. There's a master in Tokyo. Those are the ones I know right off the top of my head. But there, there's masters already here in physical bodies. Nobody's going to come forward until Maitreya comes forward because he's their leader for this age of Aquarius. Where we, where we are, right? Yep, yep, yep. So he's the teacher and he says, just call me teacher. Well, Benjamin Krem calls him the world teacher. So that's what I call him. Now, Benjamin Krem died a few years ago. I was going to ask you if he was still with in us. In his 90s, yeah. Um, and um, I just, he's just one of the kindest people I've ever met. Um, very honest. I mean, <laughs> just honest to a fault almost. And, um, but like I said, made no claims for himself whatsoever. And so that's the story about health. There's one other one I want to tell you about though, Angel. And that is, I'm sorry, I want to call you Angela and I apologize for that. That's okay. So I'm, I'm going to tell you a secret. I, I know you're Angel. <laughs> I'm going to tell you a secret. Um, every once in a while that happens. My name is Angela. People call me Angel. So I go by Angel. So you you got your communication correct. Oh, how cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, about, about health. Medicine needs to be holistic. Mm -hmm. Medicine is very physical right now. They're focused on the physical aspects of health. But 
Every person, every major religion says the same thing. It says that humanity is made up of, made up of four aspects, starting in, in order of evolution, physical, emotional, the emotional is also called astral, mental, and spiritual. So first we started out as animal man and we were physical. Then we started to get feelings which put us a little higher than some of most of the animals. And then we started to get the, the seed of a brain and started to be able to think a little bit and became human beings. And then we started to realize that when you get to a certain point, you start to realize you're a living soul, you're a spiritual being. You know, we're not, we're not humans having spiritual experiences. We're spirits having a human experience. Yeah. Yes. And that's who we really are. And what Maitreya says is that we've been ignoring who we really are. We haven't been honoring our spiritual self. Hmm. There's four aspects to human beings, physical, emotional, also called astral, mental, and spiritual. Health, there's health care. There needs to be health care at every level. Yes. There needs to be physical health care. There needs to be emotional health care. There needs to be mental health care. And there needs to be spiritual health care. Yes. That's holistic healing. That is holistic healing. Yes. Now, there may not be one practitioner who can do all, but they should all be combined into the medical field, yes. the healing field. I think it should change from medicine to healing. I, I agree with you on that. Um, and holistic healing is the path of the future for sure. Healing that will treat every aspect of each person. Because you can't ignore one and have the other healing last. It won't last. So I love that. You, 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 that's, I'm very passionate about that, having gone through this. I, I don't believe we really are healing. It's almost like we're traumatizing ourselves and all we do is throw pills at people. Yeah, yeah. And we're not actually healing them of what's wrong with them. We're just masking it and sending them over there. Now, some medicines are really, really, really helpful. I yes. mean, some medicines really, really save people's lives. And a lot of medicine, medical facilities save people. As Benjamin Crump yes. said, if you need a doctor, go to a doctor. Go see a doctor. I agree 100%. You know, don't fool with it. You know? yes. but, but, the, but ultimately, you asked where this is going. And ultimately, healing will be holistic. And, and the Tokoti water or its other version around the world will have a tremendous amount to do with the health of humanity. And, and, and you know, the beautiful thing about homeopathic remedies, they don't call them medicines, they call them remedies, is that they're natural. If you take one you don't need, your body just processes it. It doesn't affect you. And the other thing about them is they're very, very reasonably priced. It's not like medication today. Oh, yes. Pharmaceutical industry, you know. Yes. It's very reasonably priced. Home homeopathy is the future of, of the health of humanity, including the Tocotia water. Yeah. Um, you made me feel good by, by saying that. And yeah, I'm looking at my clock. I could talk to you all day. Um, I feel like I, I feel like I'm at a college lecture and I'm just like writing stuff down. How can people um, engage more with this message um, in terms of the masters and the future and, and preparation? How can they engage with you or engage with the message? Thank you. I'm a, I'm a member of the Southern California group of Share International Volunteers. And we have a website that has all this information and more on it. And I'll give that website. It's www.share, S-H-A-R-E, international, all spelled out, 
Us. That's the that's the Us. I'll give you the SoCal one. Uh, now I I made a mistake. I'm going to start over. I apologize. That's okay. The Southern California one, and you'll see there's some some short videos by me on that website under blogs. Um, is Share International all written out? SoCal S O C A L dot org. Share International SoCal dot org. The international website is over in Europe, and that one is share-international.org, not .com. You go to .com, you're going to get a whole different deal. A whole different thing. Yeah, .org. Now, our Southern California website has click-throughs to that the main international website as well. Yeah. I love it. And um... so that's, that's a good way to learn more. And like I said, Benjamin Krem's books um, are just loaded with information. Oh, I, I love this. I'm just glancing at it because I'm I'm very curious now because you've 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 heightened my curiosity. And it says save our planet. And what I love about that, because they say SOP, which is standard operating operations procedure, <laughs> save our planet. That's what we're that's 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 like this message that I'm hearing is like we we are responsible for our planet. We need to be we need to be evolving with it. Benjamin Krem's master said, tell your volunteers to get SOP out in the world. Save our planet. SOP, save our planet. SOP, save our planet. So we've been trying to do that. Wow. Yeah. Man, this is this is really well, cool. Maitreya. Go ahead. We probably don't have any more time, do we? I know we're running out, but say what you're going to say. I, okay. You know, I'm good. Maitreya has been appearing to people, so has Jesus, as ordinary people. And and if you wrote to Benjamin Cram and said, I had this experience of somebody, I thought they might be a master, were they? Benjamin Cram would ask his master and then answer. If it was a master, he'd publish the letter in Share International Magazine. Oh, wow. Which is a monthly magazine worldwide, very reasonable, 42 bucks high quality paper, no advertising at all. Just good news about what's happening in the world and with the masters. Well, I was doing a booth, an information booth at a big uh, uh, convention, Share International booth. And this young African-American man came up to me. He was, looked to be, I don't know, 30 maybe. And we started talking and he started talking about the state of the, the pollution on the planet. And he said, it's over. I mean, it, it's now or never. And I said, no, we can turn it around. We can change it. And he looked at me and he said, you can't, but I, you can, but I can't because I'm the observer. And I just went ding, 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 ding. All kinds of bells going off. I was talking to a master. That is so well, cool. He ended up walking away and I wrote the Benjamin Cram and that was my trail. Oh, wow. Yeah. His master said that was my trail. I've had several experiences of Maitreya and of Jesus, and I'll tell your viewers how they can know, and I'll do it quickly. Number one, um, there's something in the eyes that's special. Either they look really deep or extremely beautiful, way out of the ordinary. That's one way you'll know. Um, I, I was driving home from a meditation group, stopped at a red light, looked at a bus bench, and there was a homeless guy all slouched down with a filthy tan trench coat on, and he looked at me over his like this. And I, my very first thought, I didn't even think, my very first thought was, that guy is looking right through me. That was the master Jesus. Wow. Yeah. So it's something in the eyes. Another way you'll know is that you'll feel 
joy, so happy, and there's no reason to feel that happy. Just seeing them. They don't have to talk to you, nothing. You just see them. I was walking across the campus to go to meditation. I was working on my master's degree. And this young woman walked towards me and I looked up at the last minute and saw her. She walked by. Oh, all of a sudden I was so happy. She just gave me a little smile. And I thought, God, I wish I could make people that happy with a little smile like she did. Turns out she was my tramp. Wow. Um, so, so that joy for no reason, you know, um, those are those are key ways. Another one is you see them and then you look back and they're gone. They've disappeared and there's nowhere they could have gone. That was a master. People see masters, saw masters a lot. I don't know how much they're doing it now because they're working against the dark forces to bring Maitreya forward. But, but there was a time for about 25 years where they were appearing to all kinds of people. Um, people in trouble, they'd show up as a policeman and offer help. I was lost in San Francisco and I saw a cop on the corner and I talked to him and he said, yeah, just go over and catch that bus right over there. I said, thank you very much. Well, here's the other way you know you've seen a master. I couldn't get him out of my mind. It's a very ordinary occurrence, but you can't get that person out of your mind. They keep coming back, keep coming back. So finally, I wrote to Benjamin Krem, the, the policeman was the master of Jesus. <laughs> that is crazy. I had this experience, and I'm going to share it with you because you're sharing this. Because oh, it's good. Um, I, I had this experience of this illness, and I went back and forth to the hospital multiple times. Um, they couldn't figure out what was wrong with me at all. And it was getting worse and worse and worse. I was paralyzed. And I thought I was, I thought I was leaving. Um, I went to the to the hot, to the emergency room. And this um older Chinese doctor came in. She's she came in with with her with her um student to talk to me. And she literally, like a Jedi knight, says, I know exactly what this is. Um, we're gonna do some tests to make sure she was very calming. When I was so panicky and when she talked to me, she was very calming mm -hmm. and she, she, they did the test and she said, this is what it is. This is what we're going to do. I'm going to meet you in the hospital. And you're going to be fine. And so I had an appointment with the, the neurologist that admitted me and it wasn't her. And when I um, try, I'm trying to find her because I want to thank her because she basically saved my life. And people are like, no, we don't even know who you're talking about. It's this lady over here. I'm like, that's not the doctor I spoke to. And it, and, it, and it doesn't left me. It's, it's with me every day. That experience is with me every day. Yeah, um, that was a master. Um, and, and they knew you were going to be talking to me. Isn't that so crazy? That I, so, <laughs> so that I could tell you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The, the, the woman was probably Maitreya and the student was probably the master Jesus. They do oh. that all the time. One of them's the older one. One of them's the younger one. Yeah, they do that all the time. They work together all the time. Was I'm amazing. sure that that's that is so much a master story that I just I don't have any doubt in my mind. It's, it's you got a, helped by a master. I yeah. did, and yeah. and um and I tell people all the time, it, it it's more than just like my purpose in what I'm doing now is all is tied to that whole experience. And that's no accident, huh? Right. It's all tied, you know, like the way that just the, the messages that I'm getting from people, the platform yep. that I'm presenting for, for people. And I'm not working now because I need to take six months off from my body to heal. So I have more time to put into this. But the biggest thing for me, was like this, this clear, this clear image that they didn't know what to do. Yeah. 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 There's two stories behind most master appearances. Number one, no matter whether they're homeless, destitute, ugly. Um, I saw a guy in San Francisco airport, half of his face was like scraped off. 
I mean, oh. it was hard for me to look at him, was the Master Jesus. Um, no matter what they look like, we're all sacred. That's the first message. Yes. African-American, Asian-American, young, old, poor, rich, we're all sacred. That's the first message. And the second message is we are loved. Mm. That's all they do is love us. They never judge us. Never. You know why? Because everything we did, they did. They, they killed people. They were killed. They were abandoned. They abandoned people. They went through human evolution just like us. They know exactly how we're feeling. They know exactly what we're dealing with us, dealing with in our lives. They never, ever judge us. Ever, ever, ever. They just love us. You Isn't that amazing? It is amazing. And I, like I said, I could do this all night. And, it, and it, this is the part of the show I never like is the coming to the end of the show. But I feel like I'm not finished with you. Mr. Larson, I have a feeling that I have made. I come back anytime. We can talk about <laughs> you. We can talk about UFOs next time. Oh yes. So um, next uh, in March, sure. I, uh, I'm going to be at um, at AlienCon in Pasadena. Oh, uh, so maybe if you're around, maybe we can connect because I, I am excited about it. They invited uh, us to come down. I've, I'm so um, excited about the message of, of, of what people are saying now about the what, what's coming in. Yeah, you have to filter through that stuff with a fine tooth comb, yes, I'll you tell do. you. Yes, you Because do. the truth is very, very different. I'll give you one example. They're from planets in our solar system. They're not from Sirius. They're not from the Pleiades. Oh, they're from here. Our solar, yeah, our solar system, our solar system is a network. It's a fellowship of planets. This is a system, and they're from our system. Matter of fact, most of them are from our neighboring planets, Mars and Venus, which makes sense if you think about it. They are more evolved than we are, and they have been asked to help. They have huge motherships mopping up pollution all the time to keep the planet alive until we wake up. I mean, I've got a lot to tell you. Oh, well, we're going to have to do it. I'll tell you why we can't see him half the time and all that stuff. Yeah. You'll be back, Mr. It all makes sense. (laughs) Anyway, this is a story of hope, and I thank you for having me. Yes, thank you so much. And um, I hope you guys have enjoyed uh, Dick Larson as much as I have. I appreciate you coming and being a part of the show. This was very enlightening and very powerful. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. You're a wonderful host and a powerful person. Thank you very much. And for the rest of you guys, we'll see you next time. Remember what I always say, you open up to joy in your life. Life opens up to you. Thank you very much. And you have a good one. And bye-bye, everybody. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.